The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a wonderful Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, a TCT Talking Cowboys Tuesday from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. Welcome in, everybody. Another offseason edition of your favorite show on DallasCowboys.com. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison. We've got Chris Beam in the back. No, no Bushwhack today. I'm Kyle Yeomans. That's usually at the end of the well, show. So is that the mm. end or the beginning? I thought. We can do both. Uh, okay, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm trying to figure out what's way, going Rob. on with y'all, man. Rob, you're muted. You're what? Who muted yeah, you? yeah, you need to make sure your, your mic's on. Mm. Who would mute you? How about that? That's probably Mickey. You know, it was probably Stone Cold. <laughs> I bet you that's what it was. Mm. Stone Cold came in here and stunned Rob with yeah. his mic button. Yeah. Hopefully. How was that's it? A, that's a dream of mine to get stunned by mm. Steve. Really? Well, you were sure. That's not your probably one of like <laughs> yeah. seven in the, okay. in the stadium this weekend that didn't good. get stunned. <laughs> So pretty much, pretty much. He stunned almost every. I think Heckma even got a stun at one point. Uh, no, no, no. My insurance was not up to par. <laughs> We're not going there with that. <laughs> what do you think about? What do you think about the Hall of Fame induction of of, of Taker? Oh, you should have saw. We call him Undertaker. You call him Taker. Take, right? My guy Take. I was. Take, you know, I didn't hear from him. Basis. I didn't hear from him. It was a busy. It was more of a nickname. It's not even. I mean, mm, Mark, wow. well, Mark, Mark, yeah. Mark Cal, but you know. he, he prefers Take. Okay. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear from him, but hey, man, that was that was great. Bring him out. I, I thought they were going to make him go all the way down to the ring. That is a long ring. That's yeah, a walk, long ain't walk, it? Yeah. boy. For those of you that are wondering, we are not a Wrestle podcast, but WrestleMania was at AT&T Stadium, and I think every one of us got a chance to go yeah, the, at awesome. one of them two nights, and it was phenomenal. Awesome. It was so much fun. Uh, I, I mean, if you missed it, it'll. I, I, I'm assuming it's going to be back at AT and T Stadium at some point. Oh, yeah. you got to come. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got to come. It was a lot of fun. I'm not a wrestling guy. I know the stars. I know what? the guys. I'm not big into it. I'll How tell you that much. You. What about not, now? I, I, I might be now. I loved it that much. Might. It was a lot of fun. Mm, Man. Awesome. Let's see. Okay. Baseball season coming up. I got I got a couple things. I'm pretty on the sure mind. you can you can get in the ring. Me? I believe, yeah. If Johnny Knoxville can get in there, Logan Paul can get in there. You can do it. Even Wee Man was in there. Somebody Pat went, McAfee. Whenever I wore your jersey that one time, uh, when I lost the bet and I wore the jersey, yeah. somebody called me a retired. I, I was built like a retired punter. <laughs> Pat McAfee got in there, so I think I have a chance. You got a shot. I would absolutely love a, to see. Should we Kyle just Kyle in, in there? The ring. Who would you want him to face? <laughs> you see Kyle coming out of the ring behind with the cheerleaders behind him, like they Ooh, had absolutely, the absolutely. Can I could. You, can you do a flip off? Get the top pal drived like by. I can hurt myself <laughs> doing know, it, but man. I'll do I, it. I, Who would you face? Who do you think you have a shot at beating? Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't know any of the. You think the you could beat Mysterio? No, dude, he was flying around. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's like 172 years I old. I know he went like he did like and a he can still he can still move. I know it's crazy, oh, dude. He was nuts. When you have a teenage son, you get an opportunity to relive your childhood. So, <laughs> dude, this you, is me reliving my childhood at WrestleMania. That's and, what it was. Um, you know, I go back to the sportatorium days, and me and Nick talk about the Von Erics and mm. you know, I've been there. Kabuki. All that. Come on, dog. Yeah. I mean, oh, we go yeah. back to the old yep. junkyard dog days, Ooh, and it's just junkyard. oh man, yeah. oh, it's just that's when it was real, baby. It's still real. It's still no, no, real. no, 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 no. It's still get real. It's still real to me, damn it. A lot of injuries. <laughs> Did you see old boy get hurt? Oh, I hated that. 
Yeah, he tore his patella. He blew his knee out. Yeah. Who did? Uh, One of the boo, first guys uh, in the tag teams. First, first match on Saturday. Yeah, on first Saturday. match on Saturday. Seriously. Yep, he had a, he had one of the Usos on his back, and one of the other Uso Ooh. brothers jumped on his back. He tried to stand up. That knee said, "No, sir. Oh, man. No, sir." I, I can see Kyle get in the ring with who? He'll be like, "And now in the blue corner." <laughs> oh, I'm the announcer. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could totally announce it. You yeah, you'd be me? like the Michael Buffer. Yeah, guy. Right, exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to use the same slogan, but I could do that. That'd be a lot of fun. They had a guy out there for the uh, main event, and he didn't get to talk. They no. Steal, they can no, steal the mic it. from him. The main <laughs> event was so awesome, man. Oh, what a fun time it was, it WrestleMania. Was. If you missed it, gotta go. Go next time. You I guarantee go. it. Uh, but we've got a lot to talk about. It is officially draft month. Isaiah's taking a look at the Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine draft guide, the official draft guide of the 2022 draft Coming how fast up. he reads. He just read. The he just read through the whole right thing. Yeah, just, just a lot of alignment on this cover. Oh, written, written, <laughs> written largely by Kyle Yeomans. Look at that. Yeah, oh, thanks, man. Would you look at that? Yeah, look, yeah, a little Husky's. UW. UW. I may or may not have had something to do with putting that UW guy. UW. On yeah, I'm just saying. You know, it was just for you. It's kind of hard to. I tried to get North Texas on there, but it just didn't work. You know, just couldn't find. <laughs> couldn't find one. I tried last year with Jalen Darden, didn't work. Rob, before we get into draft stuff, we're going to talk plenty about the draft, some strategies involved in it, and of course, what is going on in free agency because there's really not a lot going on and we'll talk about that in the third segment as well let our frustrations fly a little bit but any news and notes going on over the last week since we were last on the air from a free agent perspective from anything uh as of right now not in free agency um it's draft season. Like Woo. we got the mag. Is the magazine on sale yet? It is at the pro shops. Okay, and then it should be on shelves throughout this weekend. Okay, like- digital online is right now. Digital online. It is digital, digital online. online. There you digital go. online. Cool. Go buy you a copy. Looks good. Shout out Kyle. Did a nice Woo. job on it. Uh, hey, it's draft season. Cowboys started their official meetings on Monday. They've been going to pro days. Mm. Um, and uh, 30 visits are now in full swing as well, which finally, for the first time in two years, they can actually meet with prospects in person, national prospects. So it seems like they're turning their attention that way. I don't know if they're done necessarily in free agency, but I will say I'm a little surprised that we're here on April 5th. Is it April 5th? Yep. And they... You know, they've, they've had two outside signings in free agency. Well, so there far. was a rumor. I don't know how much truth is to it that they were trying to be in a Devontae Parker. Oh. Yeah, they were looking at Belichick wide receiver. Boy, came back. That boy slid in there. That boy. Oh, that's that cool. He did that. He did that. And you got to give credit yeah. to New England for getting that player. Uh, but when there were rumors with that guy, I was like, yeah, that's. I think that'll maybe that'll satisfy the masses. But <laughs> they got him for the Lolo, too. Yeah, they did. So what, it's cricket so far. What did they trade for him? Was the it, Pats. it was a, a third or something yeah. like that, wasn't it? That's not really the low. low. I mean, for Devontae Parker? Devontae yeah. Parker's a good player, but I don't know if you could say the low is a third-round pick. Let me find the the exact. It might have been less trade. than that. It might have been a fifth. And, that, and I that think was, that's what Dallas would probably look at, right? Maybe trying to flop, flip one of those fifth-round picks because they've got five of yeah. them. It might have been a fifth. Might have fifth been from the Pats. 2022 fifth-round pick yeah. from Miami in exchange for a 2023 third-round pick. Yeah. So you lost, traded Devontae yeah. Parker and a fifth, and a fifth yeah. for next year's third. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not – you're right. It's not a haul, but it's – He's an impact player. He's a good player. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, there, it's, that's a Schefter report. And there's a difference between cursory interest and real interest. And, obviously, if there was interest, it didn't get very far. Yeah. But it does show you, one yeah. – That they're looking. They're looking. They need help there. 
Um, I it just I would be surprised if wide receiver is not a Traffic. a primary target at some point. You know, in the first couple days, maybe, uh, and also, the, like, man, I mean, they were ready to move on from Amari Cooper. I yep. mean, whether you know that they, they wanted to change it up, and but knowing that they still needed to add some help here at that position. And I think initially, when we were looking at the draft and we were having this conversation a couple weeks ago, it was sure wide receiver in the first round would be enticing i mean there's there's prospects there that could could come in and contribute immediately but it was really second third round guys that you really had your eye on because you have so many needs elsewhere but you look at the fact that they were looking to trade for a Devonte parker ish type of player it's not just him i'm sure they probably did their homework on a, a number of guys throughout the nfl but then you've got the confirmed names that have come in or the reported names that have come in for the 30 visits Traylon burks arkansas first round player chris olave ohio state first-round player, Drake London out of USC, first-round player. So all of a sudden, you're not talking about day two guys at the wide receiver position. You're saying, oh, my gosh, this might be what they think is their top need at the moment. Now, there's other guys, of course, that are first-round talents that are in the building this week for the 30 visits, but how much does it change your perception on how the Cowboys could be attacking this draft class? Man, that sounds just absolutely crazy to me that we're even talking about a wide receiver in the first round right now with some of the other needs that we have. But, Kyle, for me, it's the philosophical difference between what the Cowboys are doing right now and what the other 31 teams are doing. And I think I, I wasn't surprised that it was Cricket's for free agency and that we were going to go about it the way that we would. I mean, just think back to the Alden Smith signing and some of those. I mean, we were not trying to make any splashes in free agency during that time. So the guys that we got, even the Parker, I, I thought that was someone that obviously to me, antenna up, we are still hunting and trying to bring players in. And obviously there's so many different things that yeah. we don't know and they're not going to expose their hand. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like, you know, Isaiah, when you look at two teams that finished in the Super Bowl for the Rams and you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah. the philosophical differences between those two players, the Rams are a blank check team. You know, come in, sign, let's go. You want to play? <laughs> you, you got cut from your team? Hey, come on. Cincinnati, the Brown family is not going to pay you. That's just their philosophy. They are not going to do that. But still, after having so many years of not being a good team, mm -hmm. they bring in those first. Now, obviously, you're able to compete yeah. at that level. The Cowboys feel as though they have a core together and they just want to build around what they have. So those 30 visits, I think they're important. If you look over the history of the 30 visits, some of those guys we've drafted. Yeah. Um, and so I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are guys in the building right now that may be here. I'm just hoping that it's in the form of a, of a linebacker, wide not, not wide receiver, linebacker or edge. Mm. Mm. Uh, offensive lineman. Please and thank you. I, I I am not surprised. That doesn't mean that I like it. Right? I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't well and again, to your point, Heckman, they're not gonna expose their hand. They wanna figure out who these guys are. I was one of the guys that came on a visit. I, I you know, at this time of the year, you know, guys are flying all over the place. It's cool to get in, meet these guys, have an idea of who they are characteristic-wise, uh, personality-wise, what type of player do you have as a person? Because uh, through the process, you know, I don't know what the combine was like this year in terms of meetings and all that jazz. It was normal. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you get a little bit of time with, with, with guys, but you don't really have a true understanding of who they are. You get a number of formal meetings. Yeah. You get about 45 of them. Yep. And then you've got... 10 minutes with the player yeah, in quick. like a speed dating sort it's of It's exactly what it is, a speed dating. So, yeah. I mean, you don't understand who these guys are until you get a chance to bring them in. And 
from that point forward, man, you know, we don't know who, who Dallas is thinking about drafting. We would like to hope that they're, that they're going to try to fill these holes. You bring up some of these highly competitive teams that were successful this past year. Think about the Rams. Guess what? They're filling their gaps, filling their major holes, right? I mean, and they're adding big-time players on top of their already existing big-time players. Hey, you, want, <laughs> you need some bread right now? Take this money, right? They've given up a lot, too. Don't be wrong. They've given, they've up, given a up a lot, but they've but, added to it. Absolutely. They've and given up a the ton, Cowboys but they're, haven't they're still filling those gaps, yet. though, right? I mean, yeah. they just signed the best – linebacker in football to play with the best defense alignment in football. Yeah. If not the best player in football, right? So they they're they're taking those big shots. You think about Cincinnati. Cincinnati was everybody was surprised at how far they were able to get this past year, right? Even with the giving up nine sacks a game or whatever it was. But guess what they did? Oh, let's go out here and let's take care of that position. Since that's where, where we struggled at this year, let's address that right now. Yeah. Let's not leave it up to the draft. Let's go out here and get some veterans that are proven that we know and go out here and ball and add to our team. Let's solidify that. And then let's see and see what we have left over so we can address those other areas that aren't as gleaming. And, and that's why I'm, I am a little surprised. I mean, I, look, they're, they're never going to be huge spenders in free agents. That's not the way they do it unless they change course in the next few years. But, but I am surprised in that. There's two, been two outside signings at this point, James Washington at wide receiver and Dante Fowler Jr. at the edge spot. And we're talking about all these positions that if they take a guy at 24 at two, three different spots, four different spots, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's a big need. You know, like they have not and, – and there's still 23 days to the draft. So I'm not saying they're done in free agency. Hell, they need a kicker. I mean, they got to bring in a guy to kick. Right. but uh, And maybe that's something they look at the draft too, potentially. But – um, they're not covered the way they normally are leading into the draft yet. If you look at offensive line, you look at wide receiver in particular. And I'm just I'm, I'm I went and I looked back at the signings they made last year: J. Ron Curse, Demonte Casey, Keanu Neal, Carlos Watkins, Brent Urban, Terrell Basham. They were all agreed to terms or signed by by March 25th. I mean, usually they're wow. a little more active than they've been. Again, I don't know if they're done, but. It's getting on to, towards the draft, and I think there's certain positions where they feel like, well, yeah, we can afford to see what the draft holds, and then we can circle back to that position. They might be doing that, too. So you made the statement that organizations, including the Dallas Cowboys, just don't spend that type of free agent money. That's their culture. That's the way they operate. But has it been successful? And you know what I'm saying? And are people okay with them staying with that? This is who I am, yeah. and this is the way we're going to go about it because this is the way we've always done it, but we haven't won a championship in how long? But you haven't won a championship doing it the other way either. You haven't it, with, with signing those big free agents. You That's the last time they did it, though, like that. I'm just saying. Well, it, look, at it, look at it just outside of the Cowboys because, yes, any argument you have with the Cowboys specifically is, hey, you haven't won one in 26 years. Doesn't matter whether you've done it or not, you haven't. Yeah. Look at some of the other teams and the way that they've won it. <clears throat> if you're looking more recently, it's a volatile, aggressive Rams sort of deal where they, they went after it and they were the complete opposite of the Cowboys. Forget the draft. They're, let's go get free agency. Real quick. And they're almost the complete opposite of everybody. Yeah. There's really not another team that's as, as aggressive as they are. And it, it came very close to not working. But it worked. So it <laughs> worked. You. So yeah. hello. You know, I mean, they 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 have the trump card over everybody. And how, and got, how close same, did it come? Go ahead. Oh yeah, it came real close. Well, like to Tampa, Tampa did it, right? Tampa went out and spent money and got all their there guys. Okay, so they that's... pieced together their team immediately. But Tampa, Tampa <laughs> did exactly what Cincinnati would have done, building through the draft by having those bad teams, and then you have a Jameis Winston had a good team. That's in that's, front of that's true. They were bad, and then Brady gets there, and then also <laughs> on top of it, you know, TB twelve. Hey, I'll co- yeah, I'll come play with you because yeah. I'll take a little less. And that was the only difference. That was the only difference between them winning the championship and JPP. 
and yeah. some other guys. They, but they, they had some, but two <laughs> Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, they had a lot of dudes right that you know. Say so, like they they added like immediately, like okay, yeah, we have a solid team. Okay, Cowboys have a solid base, but. On top of that solid base, you got to add some dogs. Mm-hmm. I, I was pissed off when I found out Bobby signed for ten a year. Yeah, I was pissed. Dallas had ten to sign him. They had ten million dollars to sign him. They had it. Yeah. It wasn't the fifteen to sixteen we sat here and talked about a week or two ago. Yeah, they had ten million dollars yeah. to sign and, that dude. Are freaking the best in the league? The best? No, I hear you. And and they they did have interest, but again, it's it's what do, I know what, what he what wants they, to. What, what do they have slot slotted? You know to spend and and I did. I will say Todd Archer made a good point. I, I know. <laughs> oh I know. I'll, I'll just throw this out there. Todd Archer made a good point last week from ESPN when he talked about how at the linebacker spot they play a lot of big nickel. They play three safeties a lot of the time. It's almost kind of like their base. And so you got Micah playing all the snaps. How much does your second third linebacker play? Is it worth that many million per year? But I'm not, but but Dan Quinn, you know Dan Quinn wanted him here way. so you can make it work, yeah. and he he would he would but, adjust his scheme based around having Bobby Wagner on your team. My psychology is if you have an opportunity now, not just Bobby, just any impact player like that, uh, every down linebacker, right? We're just taking that particular example. Uh, every down linebacker who just has been the best in the league for. For some years, aside from what from uh, Carolina was it Cookley or whatever Cookley, I can't pronounce his last name. Sorry, but those are the only two cats that you can even consider for being the best linebacker in the league over the past ten years. Yeah, ten years. Okay, you had opportunity to, to secure him. Now he's an LA cat. He probably wanted to go home. All that jazz. Okay, there's that aspect. Well, to it goes well. back to what you said when they won, and the Rams have now the the possibility of saying, "Hey." Look what we've got. Plus, <laughs> LA is not a bad place to live. He, and he's, a, he's an LA kid, and yeah, plus, you're playing with. Anyways. Oh, by the way, you're playing with the best player of the past, but, however long. But Isaiah, that's why I said to, from the beginning, it's the philosophical difference. And I think Stephen Jones has gotten to the point where he's just like, look, I am not going to pay another player to go into hybrid is uh, uh, hibernation mode mm. as soon as he gets paid. And we've seen that too often, especially with aging players. I'm not saying that Bobby Wagner is washed. I'm telling, I think that he did have some juice left. But it just didn't fit for what we're doing right now. And let's take an examination of the teams that have had success. The Patriots. What if they continuously built it on on a fun, on a foundation of having an edge guy, a guy in the middle, and Facts. one good cornerback? But what did the they Cowboys, do last year? What did they, they do last year? They got in, a, in preparation for this coming year. They knew they weren't going to win it last year. But what did they do last year? They spent the most money New England's ever spent in free agency. Where at tight end. This is this is what I'm saying. They for for if we went out and spent big money on a tight end, everybody would say, "What do you, what do you? Why would you? Well, yeah, why would so you do that? But, that but, that's, but, that's, but that's but that's their foundation, right? Like they've won no. Super Bowls off of having solid tight end. Players. That's the the change that I'm talking about yeah. right there, and that's why I'm saying if you look at the Cowboys and the way that they're put together, everybody's talking about the. Uh, Coop being gone, but nobody's pointed to the fact that we, Tony Pollard and everything that we've begged him to be as a player, if you look around the league, look at Debo Samuels, the way mm-hmm. that they use him. Tony Pollard, if Kellen Moore can use him in a system just like that, he can give you everything you need from an offensive standpoint. I still keep saying, who wants to get on the bus with Micah? Mm-hmm. Because you have something on yeah. your defense that you can build around, just like you could build around it on the Rams. You got the same Correct. thing here. Philosophically, right? If we want to look at it from Let's that go. perspective. Okay, the Dallas Cowboys have been most successful when what position group is an absolute dog? 
what, offensive line. Offensive freaking yeah, line. Yeah. But that's all you have going to Going back to the 90s. Offensive yeah. freaking line, yeah. right? If that's what you want to go back to and say, this is our foundation, New England, tight ends, right? Whatever, all these other organizations, okay? Dallas Cowboys, your offensive line is a freaking dog. Nobody wants to face them. They're massive. They're huge. They're going to drive you into the ground. They can pass block all day long. Do the Cowboys have that right now, and have they been aggressive this offseason trying to solidify no, that I, as their character that, again? That, that's why I'm surprised. because I, I And maybe they're not done again, but but I'm a little surprised at, at guard that there's not a vet in here to at least cover yourself before the draft. But again, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they will drop hints by what they don't do. Like last year in free cool. agency, you know, I think they re-signed Jordan Lewis at the cornerback position, but they didn't really do much else. Well, they wanted a corner in the first – 10 picks and it didn't work but then they got Kelvin Joseph right after that so maybe they're waiting for that in in the first two three rounds maybe the first round or maybe they're waiting and well they, to they see are Jerry these told guys us that. too yeah yeah to, to be able to meet these guys and see hey we like the wide receivers or hey we like these guards Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green that we're bringing in Heckman brings up a phenomenal point and the fact is is there maybe a little bit of a lingering back-of-the-mind voice to Stephen Jones saying, I just don't want to make the same mistake again. That's a huge thing. Because what mistake, though? Again, though, from what, what? What mistake? I'm just saying, like, not maybe Pope? again, but no, I'm more... <laughs> no, no, keep going. Keep I mean, going. There are more names that. In, that's throw, a good point. Keep throwing names in there because you're not finished yet. There I'm are talking, names that you brought in that I'm did not pan out. Big-name free agents or big contracts <laughs> to on. veterans that doesn't necessarily work out. Look at the way you're in your salary cap trouble right now. Look at your running back. Your but, running back's been banged up. But see, okay, that's but that's why one of your keeping your own guys. Because you ain't got the big old line. They, but yeah, you want I'm the with o, you. They gotta, you they want gotta, the O-line back. You want the O-line back, but the philosophy on offense is a little bit different. Um, Come on. <laughs> you, can get it. it's the you can't do anything successful in this league uh, without having a solid offensive line. Last, Cincinnati is yeah, the freaking yeah. no, no, no. anomaly. Why, why do you say that? Why huh? do you, I mean, Because your quarterback they, took 10 sacks a game, and he just happens to be a dog and have a receiver that was a dog and he can make real. up for it. The reason Cincinnati made it is because Tennessee forgot to run the ball. Facts. Okay. so there's a, But even the fact they even got that. That far. Well, in Cincinnati, could run the ball too, even without that True. offensive line. True. Makes him have, Kansas have City, Kansas City has done it for years on end without that great hey, wall of Dallas that you're talking be, about. So we I have to, personally would be changed. more than satisfied if Dallas had, up to this point, now they still may happen, right? Well, we don't know the what ifs, but, but up to this point, had Dallas just went all in at O line, just freaking just chip, chip. But who says the that chips they're not? In. They so said, I'm talking not. about to this point. Yeah, I said to this point. We're in the second wave. It's going to be the draft if they're going to make a splash at Thank this you. point. Um, but to your point, like when have they spent tons and tons? Like I'm, as long as I've been here, mm-hmm. the last big signing they had was Brandon Carr, Carr. in 2012. It was 50 million. Yep. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. <laughs> and then I got to go back to like 2005 when I was interning here. Oh. And they signed Jason Ferguson. Yeah, uh, Jason Ferguson. Uh, Marco Rivera oh my God. and Anthony Henry. Well, you're digging mm. in their crates on, right on now? On the same day, Maybe. and they had press conferences for all three guys. <laughs> like That's the last time they really yeah. dug deep and spent on outside free agents. And, and they don't did really that do work this. out? No, no it, it didn't. <laughs> it, no, it didn't. But like this is why I think – I'm not saying it's, it's not a sound strategy because I think draft develop, especially when you are – when you sign a quarterback to this much money, you have to be mindful of the rest of your cap. Like Dak's cap figure is going to jump to almost like fifty million next year, apparently, yeah. according to Spotrack and all that. So you got to be mindful of that, even with an expected cap spike, maybe by ten, fifteen million again next year. But there, I do think to your point, I think there can be a balance in, hey, let's go be a little more aggressive, aggressive. because guys that have parted, they've parted ways with. 
<laughs> they sign their own guys to big deals, and they're not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper, Jalen Smith, Lyle Collins. It took Tank reworking his deal to come back. Like It doesn't always work with your own guys that you draft and develop and re-sign. Yeah. So can you... Can you be a little bit more balanced? Like I think there is something to that. I I think that's the right answer. Is it's not one way or the no. other. There's no right answer. You everybody can look at the Rams and say they went 100% one direction, and that's just forget the draft. Only focus on free agency. That worked one time. Doesn't mean it's a success for Facts. the future sort of deal. However, you have to have a mixture. Mm-hmm. You can't just rely on the draft and just completely forget about free agency either. And right now, up until this point, like you said, things can change. And it sure could change by the next time we're on air next week. We could have some guys that we're talking about. However, they may do stuff this week, you know. Yeah, but exactly. Still, yeah. But you haven't had that mixture. <laughs> you, you know something at the moment. Yeah. yeah. A little side eye to Rob Phillips. <laughs> I keep waiting. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about what the strategy could be with the NFL draft. What roadmap do you guys want to lay out for this Cowboys front office when April rolls around? When we come right back on Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. to Talkin' Cowboys. Head to the Star in Frisco for the 2022 Dallas Cowboys Draft presented by Miller Lite from Thursday, April 28th through Saturday, April 30th. Enjoy live draft coverage and entertainment, a free youth camp on Friday night for the youngsters out there, and a draft day 5K presented by Baylor Scott and White Health on Saturday morning. For details, visit DallasCowboys.com slash draft. And Isaiah was holding it up. You can see it on your screen if you're watching it. The the Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine Draft Guide is out 
<laughs> this week. You could get it digitally. You could get it at the Dallas Cowboys Pro Shops if you're in the DFW area. And then very soon it'll be on shelves it. everywhere. You, you put some work in on this? A lot of it, yeah. yeah. Hey. I wrote 110 bios for that magazine. Hey, freaking go, KY. Thanks, man. Wait, this is your go. third year. Third year in draft coverage. Second year writing the bios. This, so. this was the Brian Broaddus role back in the day. The Kyle. He's, get, he's getting. He's right getting. Right I am not Brian Broaddus. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but I try my best. You're Good getting job, there. man. Thanks, That's man. That's awesome. Closer dude. and closer. I'm doing doing what I can. I'm gonna use this. I hope it. I hope it helps. It's it's a lot of information for sure, and, and there's what, a lot of people that contributed as well. You contributed, Rob. Not Nikki, much. Man. Not much this year, actually. Michael, the graphic designer, the whole graphics team yeah. really put it all together. It's a great magazine. Great look. Great information. That's Go awesome, get you man. one. Isaiah sold it with the Vanna White. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> Wheel. <laughs> <Yeah, let's go. laughs> <laughs> My cousin went on that show and walked away with nothing. Really? Nothing, mm. man. How do you get up there and walk away with nothing? Well, you hit the bankrupt, right? <laughs> I would have spent that. Wah, I always, wah, always wah. picture myself getting up there and spending the heck out of that thing. Is it Wheel of Fortune or The Price is Right? I'm thinking Price is Right, aren't yeah, I? No, no, yeah, you're thinking Price is Right. I'm thinking Price is Right. Both That's both have wheels and Bob Barker. Barbara. <laughs> no, Drew, yeah. Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Yeah. I feel like that yeah, shows. Not Wheel of Fortune, my fault. That shows easier to walk away from with nothing than Wheel of Fortune. Because Wheel of Fortune, they're at least like, hey, here's a grand. Yeah. Like, here's $1,000 to cover your travel. Bro, I used to want to spend the crap out of that dog on Wheel. Oh, yeah. The one is. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted <laughs> to be like, fly off. I want to do a vertical jump up there, just pull it all the way down, <laughs> eat like a whole steak the day before. You were such a show off. Dude, you go break on. the wheel. The wheel, goes, <laughs> the wheel is in the <laughs> audience. You're, you're up there asking Drew Carey. You're like, what's the record for the amount of times exactly around? Go around? This is how that spin goes. Yeah, exactly. Good <laughs> Lord. Um, anybody running the draft day 5K, by the way? I'll be out there. No, I don't run that far. Me and my fiance will be running it. So. Oh, that's good. Awesome. I support you. I will clap. Oh, okay, quickly. How was New York? Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. First time up there. I liked there. your photo shoot. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. It was 23 degrees with a wind chill of 13. I'm sorry? Yeah. It was thir- it, real feel was 13 degrees, and I was in a suit. I was basically what, Last I was, week. what I'm in right now. Yeah. Last week. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Just and a random day. It is 92 degrees here in Dallas today. Yep. It was 85 that day. It was the worst. It was so cold. Interesting. Unbelievably cold. It's, it's a cool, cool city, though. Yeah. Love will make you do crazy things. Well, yeah. Ooh. I mean, he's, he's we put- scheduled it. We put down the deposit and paid the money, so I was doing it <laughs> How did you way. do the photo shoot, though? How did you do that in those busy streets? Which, by the way, put Walking us, across the sidewalk. Yeah. Puts me to shame again, just like the engagement story put me to shame yeah. as well. Kyle's Manhattan all for your engagement photos. I'm, I'm He has impressed. film study, though. You know, he has film study. He has yeah. a lot of, you know, other people he can listen to. I had to learn from the best. That's what it was. No, you guys are the best. Learn, learn what, to my wedding things. photos were in black and white, so don't even worry about it. That's how long I didn't have a wedding. Were they really? So <laughs> Did you have like the camera? <laughs> I didn't have a wedding. The, the so tape over. I have to make that up this year. So if anybody has any connects on wedding venues, I'll let you know. Oh, you get? Are you getting married? She, she, bro, we, we never, we never had a wedding. What? 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 Yeah, we never had a wedding. What? what? Wait a minute. So this is the year? <clears throat> Hold on for a second. You know, Lorena, Lorena works at a wedding venue. I she know. Is I train her boss's I, son. Oh, that's true. There's the connection. <laughs> what are you talking about? Bro, that place is booked out for like the next 17 years. Yeah, that's why we're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Um, all right. Enough of that talk. But let's talk draft. Up, Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Um, what is the roadmap the Cowboys <laughs> could use in the draft? I mean, if you're looking at early picks, we just talked about offensive line, wide receiver as potentials there. Can I use a book? You can use a book, yeah, for sure. Use it. (laughs) Kind of flip through real quick. Wide receiver, offensive line, is that the go-to front runner in the first round of this draft? And if it's not, 
what else could it be? Well, Offensive I, line, hopefully. I just think those are the two spots that you – and you may differ in terms of how deep those positions are. Yeah. But just in terms of looking at the roster, those two spots jump out to me first. Like guard, maybe center competition, uh, offensive tackle depth slash competition, mm-hmm. and then obviously the wide receiver depth jump out at me first. Now whether you want to go there with one-two in the, dra- in the draft rounds, that's another story. What do you think? Need versus best player available has always been the mystery leading up to the draft. And when C.D. Lamb fell and you needed a safety, you needed an edge rusher, what did you do? You got a wide receiver. Jerry's already said it. You know, unless we have some of those special (laughs) players that are there. And and you know how wacky the draft is. Some team will bite off of a player that they think is potentially better and a guy will fall. That's just how we just got so lucky with Micah. I mean, that draft. Draft could be done all over again. They would rethink the whole thing. Yeah, the bazooka be, dropped be from the heavens. Four. You know. Yeah. Oh, you it's, got, it's, come on, you just call it how it is. Pete, you're on my side now. I see. Um, you get it. You get it, Pete. For sure, anyway, for sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dog. I don't know if we've ever really disagreed <laughs> on that. Honestly, like I mean, I think you you cannot reach. But because, just think especially about in the first round, you get yourself in trouble doing. Just that. think if Micah had an opportunity to go to Indy uh, uh, and, and run uh, and and go on those visits. Yeah. Anyway. I Hypothetically, no, you're right. I'm just saying, best player available. What we need right now is an offensive lineman. We have got to get that competitiveness going back to Oxnard, and that's what made them good coming out of Oxnard. It's just how competitive it, it was. I'm not sold on Connor McGovern, and I don't think any of you guys are. I don't think the coaching staff is either. Okay, so that means that we definitely need to be looking at the left guard position. I don't want a left guard hybrid. I don't want a guy that was good at this, 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 and that. Were you a left guard in college and did you play the hell out of it? That's what I want. Okay. I want that guy. Okay. You know, and, and, and on the other that's side. Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green. What you just named there. It's, they played other positions, but the, they were guards. Like, that was their deal. Yeah, like Kenyon Green's not a tackle in the NFL. No. But, but then, he played it. But And this is I'm sure this has been a discussion on the draft show. But then it brings up the point of, okay, what if Tyler Linderbaum is sitting there at 24? Best center in the class. Arguably the best interior offensive lineman in the draft. He didn't, really, he didn't play guard, but he could upgrade your center spot potentially. I mean, that's that's a pickle, you know, yeah. uh, but I stay true to who I am. And if you believe in if you believe in your center and I don't I don't know if they're sold on him as well, but he comes yeah. acclaimed just as Linderbaum did out of Iowa. And you still got to try and figure out how to get better on defense. I think if Linderbaum is there, you look to your to the defense and say, who's better on defense? That's just how I feel about it. The one thing about Linderbaum that's different than Tyler Biotis, just out of the fact that, that they both won that trophy. They both won the Remington Trophy. But Linderbaum is a much more polished player coming out of college than, than Biotis was. But now you've had two years of Biotish, and it's like, okay, has he gotten more polished the way that you kind of anticipated him to? He's had the experience. He started the majority of the game since he came into the NFL. But Linderbaum's still better is the big thing. And he's, of course, younger, and he's coming out of college. It's a first-round prospect versus a fourth-round prospect. But really, you look at the two compared. Linderbaum is better overall. However, I agree with you in the fact that even if Linderbaum is there, you still have to look at the rest of your board and see how it lines up with your needs. We need guys to play right now. Linderbaum's that guy. Okay. You're that's right about that. We yeah. need right now guys. We don't need a yep. you are a developmental guy. We're gonna see mm-hmm. like can you get off the bus with a helmet and ready to play? That's yeah. that's period. I would say offensive lineman in that category is Linderbaum, Kenyon Green, 
and maybe Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson could do it, but he's a little bit more of a project than the other two guys. Out of BC. Out of Boston College, yes. Yeah. So those are those are the guys that are there. So Heckman's offensive line heavy, which I, I'm right there with you. What are you thinking? Two offensive linemen and a linebacker. First three picks. That's what I, that's what I'm looking for. Wow. So you're going guard, offensive tackle, yes. possibly. Yes. Okay. Or maybe offensive tackle guard. Either. No wide receivers. Le- leaving that up to you chance. can find you can find wide receivers in free agency. Okay. I feel like you can. I, I feel like it's, it's very difficult to find offensive linemen in this league. It is very freaking difficult. Uh, it is. That is a, it's tough. So if you have a sure thing in terms of being able to grab that in the draft, grab it. Because you can always find skill position. Always. And if your offensive coordinator is, is as good as everybody's telling him to be, then freaking you can find a skill guy that's sitting on the street or sitting at the crib. No, I hear you. And, and, and they usually um, wide receiver is not a position that right off the bat – I mean, it can take some time for guys to develop at that position, although they've had success there, and that's why I kind of think they're going to go that route at some point. I think the exact opposite about the wide receiver position. Really? Mm -hmm. I think guys are are ready to come in because of the scheme. I think the college scheme and pro scheme align. So that's why I think guys in in, in college would be – ready to come in and contribute. I I mean, they've had success, though, to your point. I mean, CD came in and played well. Gallup came in, and it took him a little time, but he got better and better his rookie season and then took off in year two, and then Cedric Wilson in round six. Like, I think they think they can hit on that position. I would say offensive line, interior offensive line, and wide receiver, and this appears to be a a somewhat deep edge rusher class. It is, yeah. So – um, I think they need to look there too because if you wait too long, you're not going to find a guy that's going to really be an impact player there. Yeah, is as deep as it usually is. Even even if you wait later into first round, you may not find a really impact guy. Just to to add to Isaiah's point a, a couple moments ago, free agent wide receivers. These are just the top three names that I could find. Odell Beckham Jr.'s out there. AJ Green and Sammy Watkins. Those are the three big names that are still mm-hmm. there that will probably come in and be starters. On your team, the rest of the guys are probably still dead. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, but you you just need a scheme guy. Landry's still out there too, by the way. Oh, yeah, Jarvis. Landry. Landry. I mean, you just yeah. need a scheme guy. I like Landry a lot. I, I think I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. But hey, he, he could throw like Cedric Wilson. Yeah, but Kellen Moore, made one of Kellen those Moore has has made it very apparent that I I could take good players and fit them in our system and it should work. Right, so my whole thing is, where can you be dominant? We keep talking about this passing game, and we need to get dominant in the running game. Okay, Dallas Cowboys can't win anything unless they're dominant in the running game. I'm sorry, you can say whatever the heck you want to. Dallas Cowboys historically and now can't be dominant in this league unless they have an efficient, effective, dominant running game. You got Freaky Zeke in the backfield. You got TP in the backfield. They can't just make holes. They can make people miss. They can run over a couple of guys. But guess what? There's more guys coming. So you might want to get offensive line that can move some people out the freaking way. Once you get that, then your quarterback, who we know is a play-action quarterback, Dak Prescott, he is most successful when he has play-action. Then he can be as effective as you want him to be in terms of paying him all this money. Correct the mundo. And I agree also with a blocking tight end. I think when you can get a tight end in later rounds, I'm not talking about yeah. those early rounds, but later rounds, and you know the guy that I'm excited about, uh, from Iowa State, mm. Charlie Kolar. Let's and, go. And I just I just believe he's a willing blocker. And right now, if there's any knock that you have on Schultz, is the fact that he is just not a blocker. All right? The guy's great at what he does in, in coverage. But anytime this team, going back to what you're talking about, if you're going to stay with the run, you recognize him as a weakness out there on the line because he just can't – he hadn't yeah. been able to get it done. Having – 
Uh, I think Sprinkle, obviously, maybe be he's a better blocker. But if you can get a rookie to come in and, and be that willing blocker, I think it changes the dynamic of your offense, how you can block on the outside. Quick addition to Charlie Kohler there out of Iowa State. It, it, this was a pro day time, but he's got a lot of length. It, actually, one of the longer, lengthier tight ends in the entire draft, outside of maybe a Jelani Woods out of Virginia, who's just six foot seven, Oof. massive. Um, but he ran the quickest time, or what would have been the quick, quickest time at the Combine in his Pro Day 40. So he's got some quickness to him, as well as yards after the catch, the ability to break tackles, and as a blocker. So he's kind of a Dalton Schultz-ish type of player. I comped him in the magazine uh, to Hunter Long as a tight end. Okay. So he's, I mean, he's a good player. I like him a lot. What round? Uh, probably fourth round. Later round. Schultz-y. round. Yeah. Yeah. Later yeah. round guy. Yeah. I, wrote, I wrote down... O line, wide receiver, interior O line, wide receiver, edge, tight end. We haven't mentioned linebacker yet. Now, yep. Stephen Jones was asked about that last week, and he said they don't feel that bad. They actually feel pretty good about their numbers in part because they kind of view Jerome Curse as a linebacker in their scheme, going back to that big nickel package that they play so much. So I'm I'm not agreeing with that necessarily. I just I think I wrote it down on my list, but I but they're not. I guess they're not looking at it like they got to get a guy in the first round necessarily. I wonder if the listeners who are on the podcast side of things that listen to this heard the eye roll from Isaiah because it was massive just yeah. a second ago. You need an everyday, uh, every down solid linebacker, man. Well, that, that's that just the, that's can't position be position too, man. You get hurt playing that position. I understand I mean, that, no, but no, that's no, why I'm, you have to. That's no, why I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I'm that's why you got to get a guy that that's what he does. Dude, you've got Leighton Van Der back there. I know disrespect. Leighton's a good player in terms of feeling in for what he does. But Leighton, whether it's a neck injury or whether it's, it's a willingness, what they expected him to do. It's what they expect him to do, and he's not, not that. that. And they yep. re-signed him, so they have some depth there. But I, is he your guy? No. Is he? I and mean, that's why I was so pissed off about Bobby. Bobby's that guy. Yeah. You look at a guy like N'Kobe Dean from Georgia, and the reason they keep mentioning him is because of his IQ. He's a fast guy. He's a plugger. He could do all of those things in, in the SEC as a linebacker. I think he's a true fit. Um, whether they draft him that high or not, because he definitely should be gone first round, mm -hmm. early second round. He's just that talented. Um, but for me, it's, it's going to come down to who are the Dan Quinn types. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had, Dan, Dan Quinn has a type. It's mm -hmm. six three, six five, or better. You yep. know, so and can, and can cover and, and go sideline to side. That's yeah. one reason why they play what they play. I mean, that's one reason why he tried to make Count O'Neill a linebacker because he, you know, for the he was former safety who can move around. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why Curse never comes off the field because he can he can do that. And he could be a matchup guy. So, but from a depth perspective, their numbers don't look mm -mm. great. Not as good as it did going into last season. So that's uh, a position to watch. We haven't talked about offensive tackle, which who's the swing tackle at this point? Josh you know? Ball better be willing to, well, to have and, that and, position. And he is, had, that had be better it. been spending all last year <laughs> trying to be the swing tackle. Yeah, just, the let's, let's call it real. Let's be let's do it how it's supposed to be done right now, man. He's he's got the opportunity to do it. You mentioned linebacker and offensive tackle. Those are the two sneaky needs that you're covered right now to a certain extent. You're covered. But then you could go out and you could absolutely improve in both of those positions. Devin Lloyd, Quay Walker are both in the building. Devin Lloyd out of Utah, he's a Dan Quinn guy, more so than N'Kobe Dean, because Dean out of Georgia is 5'11", 230 pounds. Devin Lloyd is six foot three almost, mm. 240. Bigger, sturdier linebacker. Quay Walker, same way, six foot three, 240 out of Georgia. They've got a couple guys in the building that they like this week at that position. Then at offensive tackle... 
Charles Cross is reportedly in the building with Mississippi State, one of the top offensive tackles in the class that maybe is slipping a little bit. A lot of people thought he was a top 10 guy, and now he's kind of falling in. And then Bernard Raymond, or Ryman, excuse me, out of Central Michigan is uh, reportedly a 30 What causes well. somebody to slip, Kyle? It depends on the preference of the teams. Really, it's it's it, is their trait or is their con too big enough or too big for, let's say, the the next guy, right? And so then you kind of compare them to the next guy, and it's like I'll I'll flip them, and then you compare them to the guy after that, and you flip them again, and then that's where they kind of fall down the list. It, a lot of it also is media scouts. Mm-hmm. trying to find out where yeah, the real yeah. scouts are. And they may be completely off at the beginning, but yeah. they start to close the gap at gotcha. the end. Raymond's interesting. I wrote about him today. He's former tight end. He's kind of a developmental prospect and to a certain extent because he's been a starter. Heck was for, out. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, it's true, he's, he's interesting. He's from Austria. He started two years at tight end or played two years at tight end, started two years at left tackle at Central Michigan. He's got a lot of upside. Yeah. But like you said, you need guys to come in and play. And not only – from just a talent readiness standpoint to play, if you take a tackle in the first round or two, I mean, where's he? He's backing up probably Terrence Steele and certainly Tyron Smith. Yep. So you're not drafting a starter at that position. But it's still a need. It's still a need unless you think it's Josh Ball's ready or maybe you re-sign Ty Inseki, something like that. A lot of people have him mocked in the first round. I think at 24 that would be a pin throw. For me, I think I would be a little upset, and by a little, I mean visibly upset, if it was Raymond at pick number 24. But in the second round, if you wanted to go get a guy like that, and if you're telling me he would have a competition with Terrence Steele, I think I can maybe go for that. It's going to make for good TV. If they take him at 24, you'll be live on the air. So. Yeah, we will be here. <laughs> so let's see what you do. Oh, wow, we'll dude. Be here. Like Chris Rock. We've had two good picks in the in the three. Yeah, gosh. We've got two good picks in the two years that I've covered. CeeDee Lamb, of course, ran to the star and back four really? because I was so excited. And then, and then you've got Micah Parsons, of course. You liked that one, didn't you, Isaiah? That was a good one. Is that what Chris said right yeah, after? Yeah. Wow, wow, dude. <laughs> really? Will Smith okay, just smacked it. Will. Oh, It'd be good man. TV, though, Kyle. Oh, oh, I can't wait to have that moment on Talking Cowboys. Oh, it ain't going to happen, dog. Kyle, you going to trick me out of my spot. We need <laughs> three dogs that nobody wants to go against. I'm Physical. I, I can't <laughs> disagree with Guard, you. Guard, tackle, linebacker. Physical, just nasties. Right now, guys. Now that just bust you in your mouth. Hey. I, I might not know what two plus two is, but I could bust you in your doggone mouth. I know what. what, what Let's talk about the possibilities of that and how the Cowboys could potentially fill those roles, even through free agency. When we come back on the other side of the break, you're listening to Talking Cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. 
It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor (laughs) can do for you. See more. Do more Essilor on Talkin' Cowboys. The uncle from the barbecue is back. The spring is in the air. It's 80 degrees plus again in Texas. Storms rolling through every other night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's Isaiah Mm -hmm. back at the barbecue. Dogs, Kyle. That's what we need. So, name it again. The three positions you want dogs at. Offensive guard. Okay. Offensive tackle. Linebacker. Did you just... Go. What was that accent? I don't know. So, was, that a, I, was that the Bayou molasses? A full on Southern gentleman right there. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Let's go. So, is there a chance that they could cover themselves in that position group or one of those three position groups before the draft? Or, like Rob was saying earlier, are they trying to? Do and I know Cowboys Nation. This is a buzzword and it is a say it, say trigger it, word. Say it. Their due diligence on potential draft prospects before they go and address those. I don't areas. know who's free at the offensive guard and offensive tackle position right now. Right tackle specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's available on the market. Uh, Will Hernandez got signed by Arizona last week. I think he would have been a classic like yeah. bridge player. Bridge club cover yourself. Dwayne in. Brown is still available, but he's thirty six. Mm, yeah, Dwayne no. Mm, Eric Fisher's 31 from the Colts, offensive tackle there. Right tackle? Uh, he played left tackle, but he could play right tackle too, I think. Riley Reef from uh, <laughs> Cincinnati. Stop trying to convert these guys. No, we ain't converting nobody. <laughs> <laughs> converting the guy, no. Those are the offensive tackles. The governor's problem. I was like, that's the a left shoe, thing. but I think you can put it on your right. It'll work. Square <laughs> peg, round hole. Exactly. <laughs> Make it work, damn it. Yeah, I'm I don't. Trying, I guys. think they missed a boat free agent wise on that on those particular positions. I think linebacker there might be some guys floating around, but everybody needs offensive linemen. Yeah, everybody. So when there's veterans that are available, you got to grab them, cats. I, I don't you. care what you want to spend. I'm telling you, the teams are hoarding their offensive linemen. Yeah, they are not letting those guys out. If you can, sh- hey, oh, you can line block, you can zone block. 
you're here. You're here, buddy. Oh, you're here. And I'm going to hide you so far down in that practice squad roster that nobody finds you. I'm going to lock you, you in the play dun- the preseason. You hear me? I'm going to lock you in the dungeon. That's how they do. Of course they do. No, they do. It, we talk about this every year at camp, like when they've been lean at that position, and it's like, well, wait till the first round of cuts. And nobody's going to cut a, a halfway lineman. defensive offensive lineman. You got to wait until maybe final cuts, but you know. Do you know how bad you got to be to get cut? <laughs> look at, <laughs> at Terrence Steele. I mean, look at Steele. He's a great example of it because initially everybody's like, why are you even signing this guy as an undrafted free agent? They were like, this is a waste of a sign. And then, he, and then he makes the, the camp roster, and then, yep. of course, he makes the real roster, and then, of course, he comes in and is not very good as a rookie, and now he's presumed to be the starter at right tackle. He's it everything. shows exactly what it is. He's everything you want out of an undrafted free agent. Yeah. You want a guy to come in and work his tail off, and that's exactly what he did, and he worked Leo Collins out of a job. Yeah, that's did. exactly what he did. It wasn't nothing shady nope. or underhanded. He worked his tail off. He put his head down. Credit to him. It, you know, and that's what you – and that's what you want to see you have him now as a starter how do you create that competitiveness do you you got to bring in guys this dog to you talking about the guys that are out there that could still be signed that can make your offensive line better because you're going to have to run the ball yep let's just call it how it is you know and for me those dogs that you're talking about let me just say this anybody from georgia please get them uh, yeah <laughs> Georgia, Bama, yeah. Any of those guys from Georgia, sign them. Jeremy Sawyer is the offensive lineman from Georgia that could probably No, no, that ain't what I'm saying. I'm on the defensive side. Oh, you're back on the defensive defensive side. side. Jordan Davis. Check. Hamburger. He's probably not going to be there. Probably not. I think he's he's rising. Teens. He is way good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some of those linebackers, I went through the offensive line. It's pretty thin in free agency. But there are a couple names linebacker-wise that are out there. Dante Hightower uh, from New England. A.J. Johnson. Uh, Hightower's 32. You know what, Kyle? I just thought of something. What's that? You're getting to the point as a writer and all this where you could plan a story for us for a guy to actually start to fall. I could probably do that. Who do you want to fall? (laughs) This, This Jordan. Davis kid? You want me to? You yeah, want me? We gotta come up trash. with something. Trash. 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 Give me a second. <laughs> Hold up. Six six three forty. Hey, that's too big. Dude. He's not gonna move very well. Come on. Two things are really the biggest knocks on what I could do with Jordan Davis. First, his ability to stay on the field for more than two plays. He's just a two down player. He doesn't do a whole lot more than that. I mean, he's really good during those two plays. But let's just forget about that. Third down is where you need him the most, and he's not gonna who'd be. be who would your comp be? Who would your comparison play? Uh, I compared him to Derek Brown, who went in the top ten a couple years ago from mm. Auburn. Mm. Yeah, I compared him to this. Yeah. Space Eater. Yeah, he's pretty darn good. The second thing is he's not great off the snap, but I also, in my con for him, I was like, but his strength makes up for it. He so doesn't even, move. Yeah, because he's just going to move people out of the way. Yeah. He doesn't need to be the first one there because it doesn't matter. And that goes his back spot regardless. That yeah. goes back to what I was saying about Belichick. What does he always have? He a has will a, fork. He has a... <laughs> Forklift in the middle yeah. of his defensive line. A guy, that's what he specializes in. You, know you put why? a Judon, Judon on the outside, and he gets a guy that can play the cornerback position. You know why? Why? Because if your center and your guards can't work up to your linebackers, second level stuff improves the run defense, which has been a. I mean, that's the problem the, here. The, like the two things we, <laughs> if your most recent memory of this team was the San Francisco game, couldn't run the ball, 
Dak got pressured way too much. So and uh, you could and, and you really couldn't stop the run either. And we don't talk about that enough. As You're right, much as we, we love Dan Quinn, You're right. we could not stop the run to save our lives at the end of the season. And we well, you know, Dak was just six and five down the stretch and all those different we couldn't stop anybody. It it it's I think it's because it was better. But the bar was 2020 was the second most rushing yards allowed by a defense in NFL history. So that was you know you just can't compare to that. You can't compare to 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 the worst. But defenses are better when they force offenses to be in third and long. If you're in third and long, I can bring pressure. If I could take take away the run, make you one dimensional, and those are the things that we couldn't do in the playoffs. We did not make San Francisco. You're not making run outside. Even just run outside. If I can limit you to just take things outside the hashes, I can control what you do. And Dallas just hasn't been able to do that as of late. And I think that was their whole purpose of bringing in Big Urban. He got hurt, unfortunately, so they, they didn't have that to rely on. I think they did their due diligence in terms of trying to fill that hole. Yeah, he just It just sucks that he got hurt. And you that's guys, the guy we had signed. You're not making it very easy on me to make Jordan Davis fall because you're talking about how, <laughs> like, even the one cop that I had or the con that I had, you're they saying, ah, it's fine. Let's go ahead and get him they anyway. Do so. They do my fall to four. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a different comp. Who, who would be your bad comp? Don Terry Poe. There you go. <laughs> they, okay. Let's start going Poe, Daddy. Go. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was my guy on the mailbag today, though. I said, because you mentioned earlier, heck, like, Jordan Davis. Yeah, Poe. yeah, like oh. in a situation where okay, we want this position, this position, but if a guy just falls and you're just like, eh, I don't, it's not a huge, huge need. It'd be Jordan Davis. For He's me. in the building this week. He is a thirty visit guy reportedly throughout the week here. Oh, so. do something stupid, He's Jordan. Potentially there. He's on our draft <laughs> magazine. Or no, he's not. He's not on the draft magazine. Please, big do something. Stuff. Do something dumb. You are. <laughs> I, look, no, man, we don't want that. You're a straight Cowboys guy, and I, I appreciate yeah, but I'm that. I'm not trying. To, I'm not. Look, I'm not sugarcoating this, man. This is a guy <laughs> that can make this defense so much better. This is what DMs we need. Activate. Hey, come on. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Guys, we got to get something here because we got to get a dude that can stop plug that middle up. I mean, as much as we talk about how good the defense was, it's creating turnovers. We could not get stops. And there are defenses out there in the league that can't get off the field. It does, it, it makes you mediocre. I don't care how good your offense is. Jordan Davis, you're listening. Come on now. <laughs> Make it happen. Cowboys yeah, fans, you know what to do. You know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. Um, get your cell phones out. Any interest in secondary at all, or you want to try and stay away from that this draft? I just think secondary take is so hard to put your finger on a impact player that's right now. But you yeah. don't think you drafted that last year? I know. You don't? Not, you don't not think boss any, man fat? No, no, no. I'm saying these guys could be developed into players this year. Yeah, development. That's what I'm saying. Development, yes, because that's a one- to two-year project, right? One, two, three-year project. I'm talking about guys that you're going to find in a draft right now to say, yep, he's going to shut down some guys. Oh, McDuffie. Don't really see it happening. From UW. UW. I mean, of course UW players are going to do it, but I mean, but, but he's not going <laughs> to do it. Whatever. <laughs> Chill. Okay, Peters does Sauce, it pretty well. <laughs> Sauce Gardner, Devin Stingley. Yeah, no. We need, Trent because, McDuffie. Because it doesn't matter. Because if the guy, the quarterback has time to throw the ball, I don't care who the yeah, quarterback is, is yeah. the receiver's going to get open. These receivers are too good, too fast, too agile nowadays with great hands to be able to guard these guys for three, four, five seconds. If you can't stop the run, you're going to be in for a long day. If you can't get to the quarterback, you're going to be in for a long day. So if you don't have either one of those areas sewed up, and I don't care if you got Jalen Ramsey and, and Neon Dion outside, it doesn't matter. Like the four or five seconds is just too long to be covering anybody. Yeah. But that still is time. But let me ask you this: Do you think any of the guys that we had 
from last year's draft will be impactful this season. I think I mean, the time is is now for both Kelvin Joseph and Nashawn Wright. Those top okay. 100 picks, they didn't really do a whole lot in year one. Kelvin Joseph's kind of sprinkled in there toward the end, but that wasn't the expectation. Nation the expectation didn't even play last year, I feel like. Pressure is more on who? Nashawn. Yeah. Uh, then Kelvin? Say yeah. Kelvin Joseph. You think so? Well, I mean, he's a top 50 pick that didn't get to play much. And I think, to your point, like why they probably won't invest a high pick is because they he's have him there. They have high hopes for him. I don't well, disagree. Pressure, but like that's the expectation. I see, I'm, but I'm, I also. I'm with you on that. He, he, what's your name? Nashawn has a shorter leash. He has a way shorter leash. Look at Reggie Robinson from two yeah. years ago. Yep. He was drafted in the fourth round. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm just saying. Oh, stay away from it's that. the same thing, though. But I was trying same. to make him a safety. No. That was, that's, that All was I'm saying with Nation, the, the thing that differs with Nation, I believe, is because he's a better special teams player, in my opinion. Mm. Good point. That's so, a good point. Good point. No, so let's come on now. But you don't draft a guy in the top 100 to be a – Special teams player. But he's contributing. He he made a contribution last year. Let's, I'm, that's all I'm pointing to. He was, His contribution was landing on the football one time, on, like on a punt oh, block that, that happened don't elsewhere. Do that. Look don't at do it. That. Go look but, at but, it. Dang. He didn't do anything. Damn, he was tough, on man. special teams. That doesn't mean he's a contributor. Wow. He wow. was just there. Wow. So was Kelvin Joseph. Doesn't mean he was great. Wow. Not Bones oh, thought he did well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had the E Hondas. Come on, man. I'm a Nation. I'm a Nation fan. I am a Nation fan. What about guys like Izzy Mukwamu? Mukwamu has learned how to be willing to hit. Yeah. I talked about that all last year. And once we saw him in camp, he doesn't want to hit. At that point in time, he did not want to hit anybody. If he changes that, he'll be a hell of a player. But it's hard when you're twenty some odd years old, all of a sudden all of a sudden turn a switch on and say, All right, I'm whoo, let's go. Yeah, I'm going to hit somebody. No. A guy that went from corner to safety yeah. also. So. Yeah. yeah, I think having Jaron Curse is a guy that Mukwamu can kind of learn from because mm. they're both bigger-bodied safeties, quote-unquote. They That could potentially help. But It's, it's a willingness, man. Yeah, it's it, no different than being on kickoff back in the day with the wedge. You either wanted to bust the wedge or you just didn't. And it showed up on film every time. Yeah, that's a kamikaze job right there. Yeah. So, were you a big fan of that that role? Man, I had to I had to stay on the roster, didn't I? Mm, so you were a big fan of that. Nah, role. I was a fan on anything that I could have an impact on. If they required me jumping in between six hundred pounds of grown men, close your eyeballs. And on the next show of Talking Cowboys, we'll be out in the Tostitos Championship Plaza. It'll be Isaiah just absolutely flattening mm. Rob Phillips. Ooh, let's we'll go, Rob. Next week. Mm. Yeah. Rob Phillips over the middle. Here comes yeah. Isaiah. Special teams all the this. way through. Let's go, Rob. You should have saw the look on Rob. <laughs> <laughs> let's, that's it for us here on Talking I'd Cowboys. I'd rather get stunned than get wedge busted by Isaiah. <laughs> probably fair. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you next week on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!